The Daily Logos, Episode 4, The Beatitudes, Meek. Today we're going over the third beatitude. The third beatitude in Christ's Sermon on the Mount is about meekness. Matthew 5.5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. When I first read that, I thought to myself, there's no way that is translated in a way that captures the fullness of that verse. How can a meek person inherit the earth? When I looked up the definition of meek, there were two ways to look at it. The first definition is enduring injury with patience and without resentment. But the word mild followed that definition. The other definition was being deficient in spirit and courage. I thought to myself, I must be missing something here. I decided to look up the etymology of the word meek. For those of you who don't know what etymology is, it is the study of the use of words and how they have changed across time. I said, well, maybe the usage has changed. Let me try to figure out and get to the roots of it. The etymology, when I studied it, used words like submissive, obedient, and docile. I thought to myself, well, yes, Christ was definitely submissive and obedient to the Father, but not toward sin, hypocrisy, and lawlessness. I thought something had to be missing that the English language wasn't able to capture. When I sat and thought about the definition and the etymology, this is what came to mind. The cleansing of the temple twice, not to mention a corded whip. The indignation Christ had towards the disciples on many occasions. Jesus calling Peter Satan. And the seven woes, some claim eight, to the Pharisees. I thought to myself, man, I can't say mild describes Christ, but I can definitely get on board with patience while suffering because of his demeanor in front of the high priest when he got struck for telling the truth. I decided to dig deeper again and look into the original manuscripts to find what the original word for meek was and to try to study it. The original Greek word translated into meek was prous. Now we, was, we must remember that the Bible is not written in English. We have to keep that in our minds. The Bible is written in Greek and Hebrew. The New Testament or should we call it the Second Testament, is in Greek. The Old Testament, or should we say the First Testament, is in Hebrew. When I pinned down the original word used, I decided to get into some commentaries to see what certain people were saying about the Greek word praus, or the English word meek. What I came across was very, very interesting. The following information was taken from David Guzik's commentary. There's two things that he says that are worth honing in on. Number one, it is impossible to translate this ancient Greek word, praus, into meek with just one English word. It has the idea of the proper balance between anger and indifference, but of a powerful personality properly controlled, all while having humility. Number two, in the vocabulary of the ancient Greek language, the meek person was not passive or easily pushed around. The main idea behind the word meek was strength, 
under control, like a strong stallion that was trained to do a job instead of running wild. The following information was taken from Matthew Poole's commentary. He only said one thing. The meek, who can be angry, but restrain their wrath in obedience to the will of God, and will not be angry unless they can be angry and not sin, nor will they be easily provoked by others. The following information was taken from Cambridge Bible for Schools and Colleges, and they said one thing. It may be worthwhile to recall Aristotle's account of it as the character of one who has the passion of resentment under control and who is therefore tranquil. The last commentary I want to read you was taken from Ellicott's commentary. Meekness is mentioned with very faint praise by the greatest of heathen moralists, being Aristotle. Aristotle calls it a mean inclination toward a defect. It is indeed, essentially, a Christian virtue. Now, I hope everyone is starting to see the same trend as I am. In the full sense of it, it seems the word meek, or the word praus, I should say, because meek doesn't capture it. Praus is anger towards sin, iniquity, and injustice, or a mean inclination towards defects. And those defects in a biblical sense would be things not going the way God wills them to go. This would explain the anger and indignation Christ had when he cleansed the temple twice, rebuked, which means to sharply criticize, the disciples on many occasions, rebuked many forms of sins, called Peter Satan, and delivered the seven, some say eight, woes to the Pharisees. Here's what we must be careful of, folks. Modern American culture has sissified Jesus. And Vody Bakum has a great sermon on that, on how kind of American culture has misrepresented Jesus. Jesus is definitely merciful, loving, and gracious, excuse me. But he does not play with sin, iniquity, or lawlessness. And we see not only meekness demonstrated in Christ when he was struck in the face, but we also see prouse demonstrated in his leadership towards those who were his followers. He had high expectations, folks. That's why he was so tough on his followers. Yes, he loved them, but Jesus was not a weakling by any means. We have a Bible for a reason. The reason is to build a relationship with Jesus. People think everyone's faith walk is supposed to be different. This can't be true because Jesus expects the same out of all Christians. God's standards never change. We're all supposed to be students of the word and champions of physical, moral, and spiritual discipline. And what you'll see happen is when you're growing in Christ, that prouse will come out. You will start getting irritated. The more you grow in knowledge of the Bible, the more you will become irritated by things not going the way God wills them to. Because he has a perfect solution for everything. 
yet we have Christians who call themselves Christians and profess his name, yet are not students of his word. There's a problem there. To love God first and to grow as a Christian is to do the following two things. To learn more about the Bible each day and integrate it into our lives. Number two, we have to learn what sin is so we can repent by updating our mind to what sin is and to turn away from it. Remember, repentance isn't just feeling bad about sin. If you want to hear God's voice, read the Bible. If you want to understand His heart, read the Bible. If you want to understand His mind, read the Bible. If you want to learn how to walk with Christ, read the Bible. If you want a relationship with God, read the Bible. If you want to learn how to love God the way He tells us to, read the Bible. And as you grow, what you will see is you will see that that prouse inclination, your spirit will grow, fervor will grow, and as your passion grows, you'll start getting irritated by the frustrations that you see when there are clear, clear, clear solutions in Scripture. And when it clicks, when the light switch goes on and you transition from, let's say, believing in, when you transition from believing in, in your early walk, into full-blown, zealous faith, what you'll see is that kindling of your spirit and that inclination towards defect starting to build because you'll grow in passion towards Christ. You'll grow in passion towards the scripture and you'll want to shout on the rooftops like Christ says, what I reveal to you in secret, stand on top of rooftops and proclaim. Shout out on rooftops, right? Like when the Holy Spirit shows you something, when you, when you learn something in scripture, we should be passionate about it to share with others. Now, of course, wisdom is bridling that passion. But the passion comes with time. Your passion for Christ and your passion for Scripture comes with time. But you have to invest. You have to invest your time into Scripture. And again, Prowse, there's an element of discipline to it, right? So it's obedient to the will of God. And it's okay to get angry about the, the sin, the iniquity, and the lawlessness, and the injustice in the world. It's not a sin to be angry about things going wrong, about the defects that we see. That is not a sin. It's only a sin if we, if we react in a way that isn't like Christ. And many people forget about how Christ reacted to a lot of things. He did not like sin, iniquity, and lawlessness. So don't feel guilt. Don't let the, the evil one make you feel guilty about your, your convictions about Scripture. You stay the course. You set the example. You walk the walk. You talk the talk, you walk the walk. You strive to repent daily. You participate in the process of justification. You participate in the process of sanctification. You will inherit the earth. If you stay the course, if you're meek, if you're disciplined, and the Holy Spirit is what's guiding you in Scripture, you'll be fine. I hope everyone has a great day. Fight the good fight. God bless.